So this past summer, we spent the entire summer in the book of John, John 15. It was just a fantastic summer. We, we chewed on what does it mean to abide in Christ, to dwell in Christ, to let him dwell richly in us. Um, we used a lot of metaphors of vine and branches and soil and growth. Um, two weeks ago, we talked about rest and Sabbath. Last week, we talked, what does it mean to, to experience persecution and, and opposition that's going to come because we are followers of Christ, but we do that from a deep life that is hidden with, with the Lord and strengthened from Him. Um, and so today, we're going to end this, this uh, I'm getting some feedback, Dylan. We're going to end this passage of scripture in practicing the rule of life. Um, and it was kind of fun to ask the children what they think rules are because I think a lot of times we usually come at rules from don't and we usually we push up against rules. Uh, one thing is, is, is just people. We don't like limits. We don't like boundaries. We don't like being told no. I, I think we're all in agreement on that one. But really, if we look at a rule of life, it's, it's what does God want us to do? And what can we do based on that wonderful relationship with him? And so it's very freeing, actually, to have a rule of life. Fun fact for New City, um, one thing that we ask people to do before they join the church is to write a rule of life. And so many of you, we had um, actually Joe, Susan, and um, Kristen, they joined the church last year, and they uh, completed their rule of life, and we went through that together. But... Pastor Jamie and Pastor Tim and I, we thought about what would be something that would um, be very helpful as we launch a new season. Children are going to school. We are all embracing some new rhythms of work and life and rest. And also as a new pastor joins us and starts a new ministry year, how do we want to be intentional about how we are going to follow Christ together? So we are going to be talking about the spiritual discipline of rule of life today. And some good encouragement from Colossians was, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. That means have importance, have, have that first say, have that guide. And so when you think of everything we do comes from that relationship with Christ, let that be your guidepost today. Um, I want to start out with a couple things to encourage you as we form what is the rule of life. And the rule of life is a discipline. So my first slide here says that spiritual disciplines are intended for transformation, not to keep us busy or to check off a box. Oftentimes we think about discipline and we, we think of it not in a good way. And, and I like to, when I'm doing family counseling with families, I like to encourage them to think about what is the difference between discipline and punishment? Because they are very, very different. Discipline is training. Discipline is formation. Punishment, though, is a consequence. And so when you think about a spiritual discipline, it's spiritual training so that you are transformed more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Not to be kept busy. It's, spiritual disciplines are not God giving you homework. Okay, you're going to work on this today just to keep you busy. That is not how God rolls. Or just to say, yep, I did that because that means obligation. God wants us heart, soul, mind, spirit. And so as we practice spiritual disciplines, as we do this wholeheartedly, God makes us more like him. We become more like Jesus. And that is beautiful work. As we practice spiritual disciplines, keep asking yourself the question. As you come to your morning devotions, if you, if you take that time in the morning or in the evening, as you come to God's word or open up a devotional book, as you pray, as, as you practice maybe fasting or you, or you practice Sabbath or rest, ask yourself the question, is what I'm doing right now bringing me closer to Jesus and becoming more Christ-like? No matter what you do, like even in your friendships, 
Ask yourself, is this friendship bringing me more and more into relationship with Jesus Christ and making me more like him, or is it bringing me farther away? Those are good questions to ask. Um, I was reading in a magazine this weekend, and it was about spiritual disciplines. It was pretty funny. I got the new, um, I almost said episode, to tell you what I was doing. I was watching Lord of the Rings last night. Um, uh, A new um, periodical for Christianity Today came out, and there was an excellent article that was written about Dallas Willard and his worries about spiritual disciplines and he, his current concerns that it was going to become like something that was obligation or it was going to become a, a process instead of people would be missing the transformation part. It's excellent. And so uh, an example was given by a woman that she was talking to another pastor and, and he, she was telling him that she was doing 10 devotional readings a day. Because as she was trying to practice her faith, she, she just kept heaping more and more on because she thought that that was what God wanted her to do. And, and this pastor was like, no, God wants time with you, but he doesn't expect all this stuff from you. This isn't going to necessarily bring you closer to Christ. It might wear you out. And so be thinking about what you're doing. Is it, is it life-giving? Is it making you more and more like Jesus? Is it drawing you closer to his heart? And do those things. Disciplines like prayer, solitude, and scripture memorization are only part of the formation process. You think about us as human beings, you know, as we have our children in front of us, they're, they're growing because they're eating good food, they're exercising, they're flourishing in relationship, they're learning academically. All of us, we are mind, body, soul, and spirit. We need to be formed and flourished in all ways, um, not just through prayer, solitude, and scripture memorization, but as God forms our heart and our mind, it's a complete process. And the second part is the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's really important in John 15, the part that we didn't read last week. I'm just going to remind you of this because it caught me. That as Jesus was talking to his followers about that staying close to him, abiding him, rem- being reminded that he is the vine and we are the branches, and that we will have a relationship with him that is formed out of that, re- out of that time with him, at the very end of John 15, After Jesus encourages them by, you're going to be hated, you're going to be persecuted, but you're going to endure it because you are close to me and connected with me. Then Jesus says in verse 20, 26, he says, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you must also testify for you have been with me from the beginning. We're going to be able to grow with Christ because of the Holy Spirit. And so the second part of spiritual formation is the work of the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus calls the comforter, the advocate. And the third is learning to see life's trials and events in light of God's presence and power. You are going to be formed into that wonderful, deep relationship with God as you endure life's trials and goodness and tribulations. That is how we are formed. We we form through, um, you know, if you've been out from by water before, you see how these rocks and and the shoreline is shaped from the water that comes in and goes out. And and so with us, as as life happens to us, it forms us and shapes us. But as we stay connected with Christ, the formation doesn't have to be hurtful or hard all the time. It's also good and for our growth. So as as I encourage you more, the spiritual disciplines do one of two things. They connect us to God And they help break the power of sin. As you practice spiritual disciplines of prayer, fasting, solitude, rest, being with brothers and sisters in Christ for worship on Sundays, keep thinking about this. It's like us being plugged into a socket. That connection to God is going to help us grow, and it also helps break the power of sin. 
The more that we spend time with Jesus and each other, sin loses its attractiveness, and we want more and more of Jesus. As we practice spiritual disciplines individually with Christ and in community with Christ, um, I just want to pause there. So many people will say to me, oh, I don't really need to go to church. Me and God, we're all good. I'm good with Jesus, just me and him. No, Jesus never told us to do our faith in isolation. And so the spiritual discipline of individual growth, but it also is communal growth with relationship with God and each other, that deepens us and it creates space for God's grace to work in our lives. We can't have one without the other. And so I just feel so pleased when I see all of you show up on Sundays, not to say, yep, checked my box, I went to church, but no, we grow together deeply with Jesus and each other. So this morning, we're going to take some time in a little bit. You know, something that we don't often do as a church is just take time to think and process together. And so we are going to create a rule of life, or you get a chance to revisit your rule of life if you've done one before. And so here's a little definition of what a rule of life is. A rule of life is a commitment to live your life in a particular way. I love that. Particular way. It's something that is specific for you. It is meant to be crafted with prayer and discernment. And obviously, we're going to you know, take you know, 10, 15 minutes this morning. And if you need more time, obviously, don't rush through this. This isn't one of those ones where me and Pastor Tim and Jamie are going Pastor Jamie are right at the door and we're going to be checking your work. Like, did you do your rule of life today? You're not going to get pizza until you get it. No. <laughs> we don't roll like that here. Um, it's meant to be crafted with discernment. And so just take some time to chew on a couple things. Maybe as we're sitting here right now, God is bringing some things to your mind in this moment. It's meant to be thinking about partnership with God as you consider the way that God made you and the values he has inscribed upon your heart. In Psalm 39, it says that we, Psalm 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, each one of us. So how we, how we relate to God and others is unique to each one of us. Remember that. Creating a rule of life or revisiting your rule of life, it's once written. Think of this as a tool that can help you make decisions for your life and determine how to best order your days. I think the, the best thing that's come out of this John 15 um, sermon series that we did this summer was it just made me stop and pause of how am I ordering my days? How am I ordering my life? Um, I felt like I, often, I, I've said this to you guys, I run hot and fast. And, and actually, this was so helpful for me personally because it made me think about pausing, slowing down. What does it mean to abide and rest and just step back and, and let God do more and me do less? So maybe this um, rule of life, and we've got, we've got three different um, options for you with templates, but maybe think about it, putting it in a specific strategic spot where you are going to take some time each day to look at it and say, Lord, how do you want me to order my day with maybe my relationships, maybe with my eating, maybe with what I do today or what I say no to today or, or how much time I, I choose to spend with you. Just think about that as, as that word order because God is not a God of chaos and he doesn't want us to live in chaos either. So the rule of life can be a tool against chaos, I feel like. It can help you take an inventory of the things that you do to nurture your spiritual life. Nurturing is like what we do for our gardens and plants. It's we, we bring the best soil. Um, we, we get some fertilizer. We make sure that it's getting enough sunlight. It's getting enough water. Think about your, your own spiritual life in that way. What are you doing to nurture and allow for the most growth? And this is a nice way to inventory that. Spiritual disciplines help us increase our awareness of the many things we are already doing to cultivate our spiritual life. 
and to the ultimate goal, again, of becoming more Christ-like and closer to Jesus. I've encouraged you over the summer to, to take Sabbath seriously, to honor God seriously with one day where you just say no to things and you say yes to him, that you take rest seriously. I know I'm starting to take it more seriously. That you think about the, dis- the discipline of praying. You know, I saw this quote from Martin Luther, and it says, as uh, Martin Luther said this, as a cobbler goes to fixing shoes and, and to someone who, who mends clothes, so, to, so should a Christian be about praying. Our work is about prayer as well. That we immerse ourselves in scripture. Um, it, it's kind of shocking at how little time we actually take to know God's word, to meditate on God's word, to let God's word be in us like a good, juicy, meriting steak. That is how we are to be in God's word. Even watching a sunrise or a sunset, appreciating what he's done in our world, connecting with nature, or maybe even volunteering and sharing your time. Those are all things that we have been encouraging you to do over this past summer as, you, as it comes out of your life with Jesus. So here's a couple examples I wanted to show you. First of all, um, I gave the kids kind of a template of this, but there's two templates. First of all, this was online. This was a, a really fun and simple example of a, a rule of life for a family. This was the Warreners, whoever the Warreners are, but they were online, so they were free game, I guess. Um, but, you, but you think about in our relationships, what do we want to do that is intentional about relationships? They have walks with, not, with Nona. I'm guessing that's Grandma. <laughs> um, weekly connection, read aloud time, playing games, having fire, fires outside, spiritual time. Maybe think about like as we come together at a meal. You guys, children are, you have a captive audience at the table. They want food. Read them God's word too. Give them spiritual food and actual food. So think about your, your time with God's word, um, being outside, taking time to exercise. How do you want to be about your money this year? How do you want to train your children to be about money? What is missional for you? How do you want to be intentional about sharing the love of Jesus with others? Um, so this was, this was one example. So as, as we come to, um, I'm going to show you a short video that John Mark Comer put out. He was the one that uh, has been, he's been discipled by John Ortberg, and, and John Ortberg was the one that was encouraged by Dallas Willard to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. John Mark Comer has a short video on abiding in Christ as you write your rule of life. And then when that video ends, we're just going to have some quiet music playing. Um, and I want you just to take some time and, and write down some things that come to you as um, you contemplate your own personal rule of life. Take a few minutes to work on each one and, and decide, you know, obviously there's that we gave you several options. There's a simple one like right here with some grids on of relationships, prayer, work, and rest, your roles, your gifts, your desires, your vision, my mission. And again, you don't have to have this completed before you leave today, but just take a few minutes, and, um, and then Pastor Jamie will be coming up, and Pastor Tim and I will come up, and we're going to be celebrating communion together as we end our service today.